Once again, it's your Shirley Super Genie vibes. And mm-hmm. my wonderful co-host over there. <laughs> she decided to like, go all the way over there. Today. You know, hey. but it's okay though, you know. I, you know, love, 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 love. <laughs> you know, and we have two wonderful guests with us as well. Yes. And straight off the bat, we let all you know this episode, it has soca in it. But we also gonna bring a different dimension to our culture mm-hmm. and how it is we can help you all deal with certain things throughout your life not only in a fet in a party but in your everyday life as mm-hmm. a human being because this episode gears towards mental health yeah we have two fantastic guests um i'm going to make sure they introduce themselves properly and let you know who they are and what they're about so for myself super Trini vibes and the lovely Annie. <laughs> <laughs> She's so nice, eh? She's nice, eh? You know, we'll um, let ladies first. So, good evening to you. And good evening to you, too. Um, who are you? Who am I? <laughs> you know okay, yeah. okay, not like Babe, 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 babe. I'm Yancy, a.k.a. Dr. Yancy Ralston, and I'm Associate Director of Health and Wellbeing at the Ubele Initiative. Nice. Thank you very much, Dr. Yanzi Rolston. And we have a distinguished gentleman with us. Mm-hmm. And you are, sir? I'm Alex Holmes. I'm a therapeutic coach, trainee psychotherapist, and author of Time to Talk. Oh. Listen, time can we, wait, to wait, wait, talk. Wait, wait. Yeah, grab it one time. Listen, grab it one time. Let him hold it. Let him hold it. Let him hold it. Let him hold it. I'm the author of time to talk <laughs> um yeah I'm, I'm a podcast host as well i host the alex holmes podcast and um yeah that's what i do fantastic well we are so thankful that you all gave up your time to be here with us today mm-hmm. um to talk about the things that people don't really like to talk about yeah absolutely. you know we must bridge that gap mm-hmm. and i believe that um at a shot of soca we would hopefully do that um, so thank you all very much. Saying it thank you now because I know we're gonna we're gonna delve delve deep into it. Yeah. So I will come to you, Dr. Yanzi. Mm-hmm. Um as a mental health, um, within your position in mental health, how important is it for us within the Caribbean mm-hmm. and a Caribbean community? Um, is it for us to open up a little bit more? I would actually turn the question and say globally, people need yeah, to open up. Yeah. There's a lot of stigma around mental health. And mental health, we all have mental health, bear mm. that in mind. We're not talking about illness, we're talking about mental 
health. <laughs> yeah. Every one of us has mental health. It's on a spectrum. So today you could be fine. Tomorrow something happens to you. Someone dies or whatever. And you go into a period of grief. Impacts your mental health. Weeks from then, you feel joy. You know, so it's a spectrum that we go on. But the importance is destigmatizing it. Mm -hmm. Yes. That word stigma, right? Yeah. Is such a a difficult word for mm -hmm. a lot of people because it's quickly attached to to anything negative, mm -hmm. you know? And anytime you hear a stigma, you always think negative. And yep. I hope that by the end of our podcast today that we can turn it into a positive, you know, through a shot of soca. Absolutely. You know? Um, Alex? Yes. You heard Yanzi's um, point of view. Um, from your perspective, um, with, as a trainee um, practitioner within mental health, mm -hmm. how do you see it? I see it as a huge priority, especially for like West Indian people um, and the kind of and the experience that we've had uniquely with regards to the diaspora and what that looks like in Black history too. So, yeah, I think it's one of the the biggest priorities we need, but we need it in a very specific way. Mm -hmm. We need to be able to have these conversations mm -hmm. very particularly because you know it's not just about sitting down and talking about your problem sometimes you know it's it's a lot of unearthing and remembering and stuff just, that we pushed Jack, away yes. the mud, right? you know just stuff that we pushed away Literally. you know i mean we gaslight ourselves into things yeah. and yeah man so there's a lot there's a lot that goes on within us mm. um and yeah and i think that you know even just by the virtue of this podcast we express ourselves through music through art through culture because all the stuff that we're going through we just put into mm -hmm. creation and that's when it's positively channeled but also there's that problem of when it's like you know negatively channeled and, and it's yeah. put into places that cause actual harm to communities and to you know societies and whatnot so there's a balance to be had we need to find a way to help channel it into the positive sides of stuff that's, healthy mm -hmm. healthy, healthy, stuff. healthy side right yeah, yeah, yeah. healthy side of it so I, I feel that um, we, as a society, we quickly close the door when we hear mental health, you know, and then we'll just take a little peep, you know, because we don't want to get the full blast of it coming at us. And from my personal experiences, I would say open the door, yes, mm -hmm. because if you don't open the door, you're always going to find yourself wondering if you've your peep and see enough or peep and felt enough mm -hmm. or peep and let enough out yeah. when the reality is you, you always have stuff to let out you always have stuff to to help you you know to channel and to get through so you should just have the door open to to give yourself the best possible chance to to, to feel better yeah. to feel mm -hmm. good you know to mm -hmm. feel right yeah. what do you think, Annie? no i agree i definitely agree and i think even in you saying just to feel better, I think it's important just to feel. So many people are afraid to actually sit in whatever emotion it is that they may be feeling, whether it's anger, sadness, happiness. So I think it's important just to to feel and not essentially close off parts of ourselves. But I do feel like it's important to have the conversation about mental health in the right spaces. That part. And I think the right spaces, the right spaces is, yeah. is the key no. part. 
So a right space is not in a party. We know that. No, it's not in a party. No. But, but a lot of people naturally do that. Can I yeah. challenge you on that you one? Good, yeah. A right space is a right space in the moment in time. Because if you're in uh -huh. a party and you're going through something mm. and you find someone you can talk to, it's the right, right space true. at the right time. That is In our community, we contextualize mental health mm. differently. Mm. You know, we have a different experience. We have racial trauma, intergenerational yeah. trauma, mm -hmm. you know, decolonization, imperialism, enslavement, all of things, those things have impacted on us, right? Yeah. We in this part of the world now, how did we deal with it back in the day? Storytelling was our way. Yeah. Do you, you go to the barbershop, you go to the hairdressers, mm -hmm. you're talking, yeah. you're talking your business. But you learn yeah, from true. talking yeah. your it's business true. and hearing other people's business. Who's to say that's not the right place? Of course. That is true. Of course. I, I, I When you talk about barbershop, right, you learn so many things just by sitting on there when I was growing up, you know? Mm -hmm. You you hear how people would converse with other people, mm -hmm. the stories they would tell, and you'd be like, boy, let me not make sure I don't do that when I get older <laughs> yeah. in life, you know? You learn that kind of stuff because all those things will impact yeah. mm -hmm. how you you channel your your life and, and the way you see things and the way you carry yourself as well, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. Alex, oh. within your book, right? And I want you to give us your opening remarks with your book. I want you to sell it. In other words, sell it to us. Sell it to us. All right. So the book is called Time to Talk, How Men Think About Love, Belonging, and Connection. And I wrote it just as I was finishing my career as a journalist. Um, so I was writing from the perspective. I was a well-being reporter. So um, I was just writing from the perspective of a journalist saying, you know, covering well-being practices. I had a column where I was speaking to men about their wellness, about their health and stuff. And um, all the while ignoring all the stuff that I was going through. <laughs> you know, when you're an observer or stuff, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, you're going through that. You're going through that. And then um, I started a podcast and I was writing alongside and I, I was struggling with burnout, with feelings of lack of self-worth. I was feeling... Um, I was like one of the only black people, I was the only black person in my organization. So it was a lot of stress. Um, mm -hmm. And you got that burden, like I'm the first to graduate, I'm the first to get a professional job, I'm the first, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. that kind of generational yeah. um, pressure, you know, that you have. And then as a man, you're like, okay, cool. Should I even be feeling these feelings? Who can I talk to? I'm not supposed to talk to anybody about it. Because when you do bring these things up, they're kind of pushed away, you're dismissed, you're told, oh, you know, you're not feeling that or, mm -hmm. yeah, just suck it up or, you know, or the, up, the age yeah. old man up thing. Yeah. Um, so you just kind of bought it down there, lock it away and you continue. But, you know, when you keep filling up something that doesn't have the capacity to hold everything, yeah. it just yeah. starts to leak out. Something gives so then I started noticing things. Um, first, obviously outside of me, I started noticing managers who were, in that men who are having ta temper tantrums up and down the room. I just think, why are they acting like that? It's so childish and whatnot. Um, and then I started to see it in myself. So I started to see myself mm. kind of reacting really mm. negatively to the most minor things. Like mm. I didn't need to overreact to certain stuff. Um, and that was just like the beginning. So I started to have all this pressure building up in me until I had this, this really hard um mental health experience at work. I kind of had a breakdown. Um, I had a panic attack. I had to leave the room, I had to leave the whole newsroom and get talked down by my friend. He called me. Um, luckily, he called me because I was just kind of losing it mm -hmm. internally there. Yeah. Um, and he talked me down. And um, it was then I realized that 
I can't, that, that this is just not a good environment yeah. for my whole nervous system. For me, I'm not managing this well. My health started to, my body started to show me the symptoms yeah. of what, what I was going through before my mind started to show me all these things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I went, I left journalism because I was like this, I went to different papers and I was like, it's got, it's this one. This is the problem. Went to the next thing. Oh no, this is a problem. And I yeah. thought, you know, it's the industry. Let me just leave. Um, and then I went away. And then that's when I started writing the stuff, my experiences, started the conversations I had with um, men who had suffered domestic violence or who had experienced narcissistic abuse or they, you know, had, um, you know, had struggled with feelings of low self-worth, lack of self-love, all these different things, you know, mm -hmm. parental stuff um, that they were going through. And I started kind of putting it all down into the book. And then I was asked to write it, like to put it together in a book. Yeah. And then the pandemic happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm writing this in 2020 at the very beginning. So I'm like, all right, 2020. You know, everybody was like, 2020 is going to be yeah. my year. Yeah. You know, everyone like living it <laughs> up. All pumped you up. Know, yeah, 2020. Yeah, got all and these then... plans. And then March came. And it was like, you're in lockdown. Party done. Yeah, you're in, lock it's <laughs> Literally, you're in lockdown. Everything um, is going on. And I started to see the realities of what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. So I'd gone through a particular process. I went to therapy 2019, 2018, 19. And um, I was going through my process. I was dealing with my mm -hmm. stuff and myself. Um, and once I'd kind of done that, I started to become more aware of like, you know, triggers for yeah. other people, what's, what's yeah. triggering me what, and all these things. Yeah. Um, but even the people that's closest to you don't recognize how much yeah, other people that are the closest yeah. to you are going mm -hmm. through until you're locked down mm -hmm. in this sort of experience with them. Um, and everybody, and then you start to see it everywhere because everybody's locked down. Everybody's stuck. Everybody doesn't know what's happening next. Yeah. So everybody's anxious. Everybody's scared. Everybody's worried. Um, yeah. So, I mean, th this book is a, is a conversation uh, around just beginning that that journey to you know looking at our mental health as men um and beginning to find the language and that sort of community and conversation around the things that we may or may not have experienced or just mm -hmm. to develop that kind of empathy mm -hmm. or something yeah. else outside of us um because what i found as well a lot of self-help books they were very much for men they were very the the driven sort of thing yeah you know be the warrior, get to this, that, yeah. whatnot. I've got a chapter in, because um, it's broken down into six real man myths. And one of the real men myths is, um, you know, you always have to be a go-getter and a yeah. winner at everything. And um, it was just that sort of thing that I'm trying to break down and just say, like, like, it's not all the time that we have to do it. Sometimes we can just sit with what we're going through and be able to talk mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. what is happening. Um it's a big hurdle. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heavy lift, a heavy climb with a yeah. lot of men. Um, but it's out there. And yeah. it's still having a conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I started reading the book and um, it was incredible how much it is I could see myself in what it is I was reading in so many things. You know, I could, I could go down a list, but um, with the amendments, I was like, boy... I used to be hearing that from since my mm -hmm. dad was coaching me as a child doing athletics when I was three years old. Mm -hmm. You know, the exact same amendments. He would say the exact same things to me. Mm -hmm. and, and that would be the channel that I would have to go down. You know, don't get me wrong. Some of it is fantastic because it has molded me to be that go-getter, to be that strong individual. But it didn't prepare me for the other side of it. Yeah. 
I've done a lot of training and embarked on a particular mm-hmm. path. So mm-hmm. now I'm understanding from a clinical mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. what yeah, this looks so like. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So these things are good in some ways, but you know, too much of one thing. Yeah, there's a balance in everything. With a lack, yeah. with a lack of care, yeah. can cause yeah. uh, you know an internal disruption for a lot of men. You know, if you tell them yeah. to be driven, driven, driven without actually caring about them as an mm-hmm. individual, as a person, then you're going to get somebody who is so driven that they don't care about anybody else's um, feelings or opinions, let alone their own. So there's balance, there's drive. No, definitely. Oh, thank you very much, Alex. That's fantastic. You know, make sure you all check out the book. eh? Time to talk. I will give you the plugs at the end. But Mm -hmm. if it is, you're already watching the show and you're, you literally just need to remember right now, Alex Holmes, time to talk. It's on, it's on audiobooks on Amazon, yeah, right? It's on yeah. Audible, yeah. yeah Amazon, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Audiobooks on Amazon. But we'll give you a proper plug at the end. So mm-hmm. don't worry about yourself. We continue with the show. Yeah. Because we have an amazing lady. I want to tell you this lady is amazing, yeah? Because you talked about um, COVID, which for a lot of people, mental health affected them yeah. in ways that they never knew. Yeah. Or they didn't true. know that they were at that point in their life mm-hmm. until COVID hit and you had literally just to... Mm-hmm. It changed everybody. Um, this lovely lady here, Dr. Yanzi Ralston, her and um, the Ubele Initiative, they created a space, a safe space where on a Friday evening, people could come together and just enjoy music, poetry um, from around the world. I'm not going to say any more because I want Yanzi <laughs> to give the full scope of what brought her to, to creating that that outlet for people? Mm, um, yeah, COVID happened, the pandemic happened, and people were reaching out. People were struggling with, with mental health. People were scared. Yeah. Um, in my day job, I was looking at the impact of COVID on people's mental health and wellness, particularly black and brown communities who were dying. Um, and... People were coming to me. I was going to them to ask them their lived experience. And there was one week when three young black boys said that they had suicidal thoughts. And my immediate response was, because you need to do something. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you signpost them to professional care. But my other thought was, if that's three of them, what about the others? Yeah, yeah definitely. And I made some yeah. phone calls. I'm like, we need to do something to keep people's mood up, give them some joy. And we did. We started You Give Hope Fridays. On a Friday, we decided we would, Kevin was our DJ, so we, for two hours, we said seven till nine on a Friday, poetry spoken. Yeah, yeah see, they, don't, they don't know my government name on here. You don't know, what's your name? They, they don't know Super my gov- yeah, they don't Okay, know my so Super Trini. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I didn't call you by your real name. Yeah, 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 You understand? You know, we had the DJ, we had music and, you know, David Rudder came and he did something for mm-hmm. us virtually. We had uh, lots of people. Actually, we had people from 31 countries around the world performing. Nice. So on not Zoom. just then. Yeah. On Zoom. What a time to be alive. Just, when, you, when you think about it, just yeah. the and stuff that happened. Great, yeah, because it was helping people's yeah. mental health. Sometimes we had audiences, only 20 people. Mm-hmm. One time we had 986 people 
log on. You know, we were Zoom bombed, but we kept going. We kept going because people were saying it was helping their mental health. Mm-hmm. And that was what was really important. It was giving people a space. We set two hours on a Friday for one month. We did it for 18 months. And some Fridays we did five, six, five, seven five, hours. Yes. They didn't want me to come off. Yeah, <laughs> literally. That was as long as it went. And because people wanted a space to talk. So there we had the performances and people would private message me to say, actually, I'm feeling... X, Y, and Z, can you help? And we would sign posts mm-hmm. to services. And every single person, even the performers, got help. Whether it was clinical help, whether it was just through the music, mm-hmm. writing and expressing themselves. I wanted to acknowledge and say thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for the book. Because, you know, books written by black men on um, their mental health experiences are really hard to yeah. come by. And it's important that Black young men see themselves mm-hmm. in narratives. So it's a tool for other young people to identify. Lots of the mental health work, um, you know, as a practitioner, you know this, isn't necessarily culturally relevant, culturally sensitive or culturally appropriate. Yeah. And we use the, the kind of the, the Western model, the white model. So I just want to acknowledge again, thank you for writing a book, A Black Man Story. No, thank, so you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying like that. It's like a raise. You roof my right here, boy. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, fantastic. I just, sorry, I had to like freeze up <laughs> a little bit. You know, um, Annie, mm-hmm. from, from hearing both sides of this, right, you know, we as always have the conversations, you know, and your personal journey through pandemic and stuff like that. Um, if you want to share one experience within that way, it is you had to support the people around you or you felt supported within um, your mental health journey. But mm-hmm. o- on an overview, this is a safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I definitely want to, I mean, just be real with everybody so that they, they don't think that it's just being sugar-coated and we're just going around it, nah. you know? Um, nah. Because I feel that we need to, to let them know that it's okay, you know, it's all right. We, we can't, in terms of normalizing um, mental health, mm-hmm. it should be normalized, but normalized in the right direction, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the question I was going to come on to mm-hmm. ask you, like, are conversations like this, are they fully normalized mm. now? Because I I think there's still some work that needs to be done and people actually genuinely, because even, and I'll say that when I started this episode, I wanted to do the check-in to ask the numbers. Mm. And Dr. Yanzi said, we don't do numbers anymore. You have to ask a question and say a word because people will give, a, they won't give a true reflection of how they're actually feeling. So I feel like even when people have these conversations, how much of it is still being almost like sugar-coated or how much of it is actually authentic? Like, are you really expressing mm. how you feel? But um, to touch on me, like you said, we have these conversations all the time. Lockdown was very, very, very interesting for me. I went into it, knew like I knew I had certain things that I needed to deal with, but having time by myself, like completely by myself was very, very, very difficult. Like I have, like I have flatmates, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't in a family environment. So even though I have people that I live with and they're my friends, they still kind of somewhat, somewhat felt like a stranger, not that someone that I would really feel comfortable to confide how I was truly feeling with. So it was just, 
me and my cats. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knows it's me and my cats. And so it was, I struggled. I really, really struggled before that I realized that I was somebody who was always out, almost like running away from my problems. I was always outside. Like any fit, any motive, I was out because I didn't want to take time to actually, like when I stop, I start to think. And when I start to think, I don't know what I'm thinking about. Yeah. So I'm outside. That's, that's real. Whereas mm. lockdown yeah. was just like, well, you ain't got nowhere to go. So we're going to have to think. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're going to have to take the time to actually process some of this stuff. And I would say like the journey that I've had through lockdown has been life-changing for me like the person that I was going into lockdown and who I am now is completely different like I'm actually doing the inner work I don't mm. I say that because I feel like everyone's like oh you gotta do the inner work like but the inner work is real but mm. like I'm actually mm. doing the work you actually could see yourself knowing that the journey that you you, you were thinking you're actually seeing it play out in front of you now somewhat yes even then yeah. like I didn't even know what journey I was trying to go on, if mm. that makes sense. It was just like... He was just walking apart. Yeah, like, honestly, it just got to a point where I was like, I'm tired of myself. Like, I am actually tired. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone around me is tired. <laughs> so something needs to be done. And there were certain situations where, like, not to say that I'm always at fault, but I'm like, well, I'm the common denominator in here. If the same thing's happening time mm. and time again, something about me mm. is making these things happen. So yeah. let's look at what's actually going on here. So I took the time said to actually do the work. Like I went to therapy. I found it entirely traumatizing, but in a good way. Mm. So I feel like sometimes when you're talking about really deep things and you're really getting into it, it's like you almost have to put yourself back in that situation mm. to really feel how you felt. And if it was traumatizing then, then it's still going to be traumatizing now. Yeah. But you just have to, that you have different coping mechanisms to actually deal with it. So it was actually really said doing the work and, even this week, there was a situation that happened. And I said to my best friend, I was like, I'm so proud of myself because the person that I was a year ago, oh, I would have acted so differently. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I would I have exactly acted so differently. And it was so Jeez. weird because, like, I don't even know, when I say I'm doing the inner work, I don't even know what work I've really done to make mm. those changes. But yeah. it's just like, I can see the changes Jeez, in yeah. my behavior. So I know something I'm doing is right. Mm. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> I see, watch me. It takes just a little bit of time within yourself to recognize, mm -hmm. you know, those small little changes make a massive yep. difference. Yeah. You know, in every step that you take moving forward. Yep. You know? Um yeah. we're gonna move forward, but I wanna move forward in a uh, in a shot of soak away. <laughs> you know, because we asked our lovely guests, you know, um, what kind of music they like. Yes. And guess what? Guess what music they like? <laughs> yes, guess what music they like on here? What music you like, Yanzi? Soka. Oh! <laughs> Alex. Soka. <Yeah! laughs> so, so, so we asked them to give us two songs, mm -hmm. you know, that they like that, that makes them feel good, you know? And um, we're going to start with Alex. We're going to start with your tune, right? Okay. Shall we just play it? Yeah. If you want to sing, you can sing it. Eh? Listen, I'm always singing. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're tired <laughs> of my voice. I'll be there with you. Because I can't right. sing either. Yeah. <laughs> Just make you sure know? you push the mat back so you can't kick. I've got vocals for days. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. So, you know, we're going to start with Alex Dune. Um, Ashada Soka. We're keeping it real. Mm -hmm. But we're sprinkling a little bit of the quality on top of it. Of course, mm -hmm. always. Boom. 
our producers are number one um, selector. Selector! Listen, big Jump DJ. <laughs> big, big DJ now. <laughs> <laughs> Why you never catch the feeling? Baby, you know what the deal is. I know a way to go in the mall for a vibe. I know you want to free it. All of this I'm revealing. Don't let me waste the time. Come along for the ride. And before you know it, it's up in your ear. Your up right here. Show me the love. And bring down wisdom mind oh, You're pretty like child Up in on my face when you laugh for me Your body tight, you're a tough for me Oh, you can wag a little bit of what you want to do I'm wagging in the corner I'm wagging in the corner And we go down like Kitty-kitty, kitty-kitty, kitty-kitty We have a style like Kitty-kitty, kitty what it is i think it's um when i discovered it or when it made itself available to me at mm-hmm. the time and i was just like i think carnival's coming up i think i could so usually each year i have this process where i'm like okay cool so carnival's coming up it's the summertime everybody's outside mm. like we're, we're tra- everyone's trying to choose the band that, they, that they're going with and whatnot and i was just like laying on my bed and was just thinking about going through all like all the soca tunes i'm like i've not actually heard any of the new soca so i'm just gonna scroll through instagram and my friend she sent me like a video of um of somebody dancing to licky ticky and i was like what tune is this? This is the tune <laughs> I need right now. Um, and then I found it and I was like, this is everything that I need. It's the, it, I I didn't even need to see the video to even know what the vibe was. It yeah. was warm. It was that, it's that kind of, I don't know, growing up, there was that, that kind of old school feeling of like yeah. family coming mm-hmm. together and like sharing stuff. And it's just like, you know, parties and vibes and everyone's just happy and smiling. That same feeling, you know, when, um, kind of, Really, big tension. But you know when um <laughs> you know when work came out, yeah, by, um, yes. Rihanna, yeah. So you know that kind of yeah. like, yeah. there's a similar yeah. feeling, very different tones, but very similar yeah. feeling. <laughs> but like yeah. it was that kind of feeling of like oh yeah, it's just warm, yeah. familiar, mm-hmm. new. Like it's just it yeah. just brought you some joy. Yeah. yeah, it just warmed me up, yeah. and I was like yes. And then I yeah, then so, I went into deep diving. Cause so hold that thought right there, right? Yeah, and think about your day to day. My day to day, right? Mm-hmm. And if you had to sum it up in one word. From where you where they started to where you are now, one word. As you just listen to your song. Mm. Sum up my day today. Yeah. yeah. One word. How's your day been today? Sum it up in one word. Ooh. Calm. Ah. My day nice. has been a, my day has been a calm day. Nice. I can't lie to you. Thank like you. literally, it's been the most level day. Nice. Not too many emails, <laughs> not too many calls, not too much like you know what I mean. It's just a perfect band, right? Yeah, nice. Yeah, man. Well, we like that, Alex. Thank you very much for sharing yeah. that. Um, but yeah, competition, though, okay? Mm. Because to have an next cast tune mm. that somebody else selects, mm. you understand? Yeah. So we're going tune for tune here with Kess, I guess. You understand? It's not a bad problem to so, have. To be fair. We'll let you say, run it, run it, select it, run it.
Give me the island breeze, cool them vibes, coconut jelly, peas and rice, house and land, I'm sharp like a knife, green in abundance, real love around me, yeah. You want to know where we coming from, say you want come look for me, yeah. If you're willing to have some fun, I could keep you company. Move that way, come y'all blunder right by me. Squeeze that tight, make it trip down me. Never sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it. Said that's never stopped me. I'm still singing in the phone. Tell me, I'll be right by the sweet sunshine. It's been wild, yeah. Oh yeah, since we've been apart, yeah. Why is that your tune? Because I've got a little ball of joy, mm. five foot two, beautiful ball of joy called Jolene. Uh, <laughs> I birthed a beautiful human being. Her and her brother, the reasons why I do what I do. I go so far as to say why I'm alive. Mm. I live for my kids. My daughter is called Jolene. Aww. And this song, this song. Mm-hmm. So you sell your rights to this song to cats? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's the child name. <laughs> you get your money. Listen. <laughs> Make sure I get your money, you know. And you know what? I made up the name, you know. Put on his shoot. Wow. Her father's name, my mother's name, cut it in half and join it together. I thought she was the only one in the world. <laughs> well, she is the only one in the she's world. The only one, she's the only one like that. Yeah, like that, yeah. right? Like that. She's, so the only, she's the only one in the world. Yeah, she's you the know? only my jewelry. She's your jewelry, yeah? yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. So, so you're smiling there, right? Mm-hmm. Think about the start of your day. Mm-hmm. To where you are now. Mm-hmm. One word. Joy, 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 joy. Wow. That's what you like. I, I smile, I don't know. And I, the reason I smiling is because Annie and I, we were trying to get this episode done for two months, right? <laughs> About two months, right? It feels longer. If there's, <laughs> if there's one reason or another, yeah. you yeah. know. Um, <clears throat> but the episodes are coming out at a point mm-hmm. where it's going to be most needed. Yeah, everything and happens Yanzi, for a reason. It makes if sense. You wanna share. Why it's most needed? We'll be coming up to Mental Health Awareness Day, a couple of weeks' time, and we are still trying to destigmatize mental health, mm-hmm. particularly in the Black community. So, any opportunity to raise awareness, hey, I'm there. Mm-hmm. And you got to be there too. Sorry, I, I go be away. You ever heard of Zoom? Yeah, I Zoom, <laughs> I zoom in away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I zoom in away earlier. You know, I'm coming back though. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. You know, so um, within Ubele Initiative, mm-hmm. I mean, I know you. You are a very busy lady. That's why it was difficult over the two months now. Cause she real busy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, within your profession, and you've been doing it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. What would you say for you as an individual working? 24, until she's worked 24-7, eh? mm-hmm. um, gets you motivated to do it every day. 
I see the difference it makes, you know, to be honest. I absolutely see, particularly with young black men. Black men generally have poor health-seeking behaviors. A black man, whatever it is, won't go to a doctor or won't seek help. Mm. They, they tend not to confide the deeper emotions and the challenges unless it's a partner, a mother or a sister or something mm -hmm. that encourages them to. And I see it, but I see the difference the work I do makes. I can evidence it because all my work is based on evidence. And therefore, I continue to do what I do every day. I would pick up the phone and I would speak to you and you would make me laugh. And I think, <laughs> boom, what I do made a difference. Mm. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's that's amazing. You know, um, I, I, I'll, be, I'll say it. I know Yanzi personally. Um, and she has been a part of my life. Um, well, let me make it clear. She's been a part of my life a lot, a lot longer than I knew she was a part of my life. Okay. If that makes sense. Then what? Yeah. That means she was macro in my business from a long time. <laughs> you understand? And then when she felt it was the right time to say, hey, I know you know. You know? And she stepped in at a point where I was most vulnerable. You know? And um, she made it impossible for me to say no <laughs> or for me to hide or for me to run you know um, sometimes that's what you need you know well yeah yeah in other words you say you get jack up in a corner <laughs> you understand i get jack up in a corner you know but it was a safe space it was a safe corner you know? and, um, and i will always say to her you know i am so blessed and thankful for mm. her input in my life moving forward to where i am today where it is we have this platform mm -hmm. that we can share, Alex can share his his um experiences and his emotions. And you can do the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. we I mean we should have gotten the producer as well to come and sit on the on the chair as well. And that's what same. we should have done, right? But next it's okay. Time. Next time we go hold you. We go hold you next time. You he know? keeps so, running, but he's gonna get on the safer scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that, no? I don't know about that. But I um I want to, to to talk about one aspect mm -hmm. um, that within Ubele Initiative and You Give Hope that was so influential within my journey through mental health and dealing with the stuff I was dealing with. It was February the 2nd. No, it was February. February time. Pandemic, everybody in lockdown. I was already out of the country. I was in Barbados um, and I wanted to get home. I needed to get home. It was, it was the one thing that I needed for myself. And December, I said to Yanzi, I said, Yanzi, I need to get out of this place. I, if I don't leave here, it is not going to be good for me. I got out. I was in Barbados and I said, the next stop, I need to get home to try and to be. You know when you get that, that call home? Like it was so strong that that was the only thing I knew that would make me feel mm -hmm. or get me to a point where it is I can breathe because yeah. I was suffocating. You know, I felt like there was nothing else, you know, other than get home. I got home, but being pandemic, 
um, got to the airport in Trinidad after getting on the last repatriated flight um, from Barbados. Um, airport, they had you up on a wall, you know, they had, because the, the, the whole plane had to go into quarantine, mm-hmm. right? So we all went into quarantine and we were all there and there's about 40 people lining up, you know, and everybody's talking to everybody. Just so happened, my aunt is on the same plane, you know, who I haven't seen in donkey years, mm-hmm. you understand? But I recognize that just by her eyes. <laughs> because everybody wearing a mask. mask. Yeah. You understand? But yeah. I just see this person and they say, that person looks like my mother. No, it's not my mother. <laughs> it had to be my aunt, you know? But fast forward, it was coming around the time of my birthday. And um, we, I was still doing You Give Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, from wherever I was, every Friday we'd be doing You Give Hope. In quarantine, we were able to walk around sometimes with a mask, sometimes without <laughs> a mask, you know? And um, there were some amazing singers, two amazing singers that was on the same flight and in quarantine with us. And they would sing every night until about 11 o'clock in the night, you could hear them singing outside in the yard, you know? And I was like, I want to get these people to perform on You Give Hope while I'm in quarantine in Trinidad, mm-hmm. you know? Because it would just bring everybody together who is coming home for their family, who's coming home or who's dealt with so much trying to get from whatever part of the world to try mm-hmm. and get back to Trinidad. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt that it would bring everybody a sense of joy and belonging. And <clears throat> it was also my birthday. So then <sighs> it was so crazy. I said, Yanzi, I've got these amazing singers. We're going to have the show this Friday. They're going to perform. They performed and it was fantastic. Mm. And I mean, it was fantastic. But it didn't stop there. Mm-hmm. Now everybody knew my birthday was coming up. And we were <laughs> in lock, like we were in quarantine, right? They said, we're going to have a party. You're going to hook up your song system. Because I always walk everywhere with my music. So you're going to hook up your music, right? <laughs> and everybody's going to come upstairs. Everybody's going to dress up. And everybody's going to look good in quarantine. Eh? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'm talking about, it, was, it was amazing. So... I was upstairs in the daytime. My friends, um, they brought me bus up shot and thing, you know. That's friendship. Uh, like, that, no, like, no, like, serious. That's friendship. Like, I mean, serious. Because they, yeah. they called me and said, boy, what, what do you want to eat for your birthday? Because you had to get food from outside, brought in. You know, I say, well, you know what? I want bus up shot. <laughs> so that is what I get with a solo. Yeah. Solo. <laughs> you understand me? With a solo. You know, and, and the, the, <laughs> The amazing thing is, right, the, everybody came downstairs. We had a fantastic time. It was fantastic. I felt so privileged that everybody wanted to use my day to celebrate life, yeah. celebrate living, celebrating um, something that was just meaningful to them in their own way. But it didn't even stop there. Because the very next day, I'm upstairs and it's like, you got to come downstairs. Super, super, you got to come downstairs. I'm like, Why? So I walked into the place where it is, all the food was always being served. There was balloons up. Aww. There was two cakes on the table. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, one of the guests got you two cakes to celebrate your birthday to make <laughs> sure that everybody can have awesome. a slice Aww. of that love and how it is you brought everybody together um, doing You Give Hope and how it is you were able to just sit down there with your music and have everybody enjoying themselves and bringing everybody together. 
it it broke me down mm. to a very simple place of this is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. This is what brings me joy by sharing mm-hmm. the love for my culture, sharing just sharing myself yeah. in that positive light, mm-hmm. you know. And I wanted to share that with you all as well as everybody on the podcast that what brings you joy is the most paramount thing. The most powerful tool you have to get through life. Mm-hmm. You can have as much money, you can have as much fame, you can have as much fortune, and it can be fortune in so many other ways. But if it is you're not doing the things that you love and what brings you joy, go find it. Mm-hmm. Go find it mm-hmm. and just keep nurturing it because it is so important for us, especially in the world that we're living in now, where you must grab onto that happiness. Mm-hmm. So, Annie, I want you to ask me the question that I ask everybody about from the start of my day <laughs> to where I am now, how I feel. And ask me already, already, already. Sifa, I have a question to ask yeah, you. Yeah, what is that, Annie? <laughs> <laughs> what question is that? So, from the start of your day mm-hmm. into how you feeling, until now, how are you feeling? How has your day been? Oh, my goodness. Happy. Good. No, you know what? So just rewind. Fulfilled. Mm. You know? Slightly Um, more powerful than just happy. Yeah, fulfilled. And fulfillment from knowing that we can see amazing things happening within our community. Mm -hmm. And we have the right people that's driving you know, the the positive messages that we need through our community. Yeah. And for you, I I I will say it (laughs) and for you bringing all of us here together because I wouldn't be here without you, Annie, as well as Carib Culture and My Red Studios. I wouldn't be able to be here. And Ashat Asoka. And all of you as well. Don't worry. I love all you too. Don't worry. We love all you. You know? Mm -hmm. But I'm fulfilled. You know? Yeah. Shouldn't we play your song? Oh gosh! We should have been. You should have said that after your no, song. No, no, no! I no? Ain't it, nah. We ain't going there yet. We ain't oh? going there. Okay. We ain't going there yet. Where are we it going? Should be, <laughs> is it my song? Eh? It's my song. All right, we can See, play. It. We can play. It. We can play. It. We can play. We can play. There we go. We can play. We can play. You know, my song is. Woo. My song. My song. <laughs> Selector. Woo. This tune. Come slowly Like you're breathing next to me Pull back the curtain Show the world what we can be Raise me up higher I'll touch the sky Never be the same Set me on fire, watch me burn brighter every day Journey gets harder every climb But I'm gonna lift up my head and try I don't have nothing but love inside Cause it's a blessing to be alive A blessing to have this time, yeah, yeah Yeah a blessing to have this time, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Kalpi. place for me like it's yeah the reason yeah it's just a happy place like when I hear that song I can picture being back in St. Lucia which is my happy place on the beach just chilled every time she says St. Lucia I just she meant Barbados no because I just become confused but carry on now anyway we're not gonna have that conversation today but sorry it could also be Grenada you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? She just did all the time. She has loads of happy places. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it was Saint Lucia. Your heart is My heart is the heart is a hundred percent in Saint Lucia. Um, but yeah, no, the song just reminds me of just being back home on the beach. Like I can literally just hear the waves crashing. Like just mm. chilled, peaceful, calm. Like no matter what is going on around me. It's weird, like I can just hear the music and the sea and I was just can feel the sun beating down on me. It's just mm. it's a happy place. Like whenever I'm feeling though, I can play that mm. song and I will just be ear to ear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you guys just be listening to Soka and be going ear to ear all the time. Anyway. Listen, you know me, I love Soka like so yeah. Pretty much she every does. song makes me if grin ear to ear. But some songs make me grin more than others. Mm. That song is said so it's just a happy place. It's it's a sunshine song. 
it is like you can you can feel the heat like you can feel it coming from the song yeah. yeah that is with or without alcohol eh? just to be clear <laughs> i'm not drinking alcohol today so that you is know, without with alcohol or without alcohol I'm you're feeling i'm feeling right i'm yeah. feeling i feel it so that means you don't have to drink alcohol yeah and yeah yeah, well, I feel like that's what I was saying. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I just flashed back to when I was in Canada. Whenever it is, you want to relax. My hands in the air, doing stuff. But now the song said it's a it's a happy place song, and even the words of the song, I'm sure they're not being singing about what I'm singing about. But it's like, no matter rain or shine, I feel like I'm good. I'm happy. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. So. In terms of feeling, mm-hmm. everybody get a question posed to them. You pose the question to me. So I've come in straight to you. You know, from the start of your day mm-hmm. to where we are now in the studio, um, one word. Do you know what? I've actually been sitting here thinking of what that word is. And I don't know how to answer that. I Like, I don't. Feeling, I'm not even trying to be difficult, but I don't. You are being to... difficult. Final word. Indecisive. <laughs> <laughs> that is <laughs> Annie. Not, watch me. If I if I just actually show all the messages I get from Annie, said, indecisive is that word. He said final word. Yeah. That was a word and he it's one word. word. Um I don't know. Um I feel like my day's been this morning it was good to now it's yeah, I don't know, it's different. Mellow. Yeah. M- emotional, I'll say. Okay. Emotional. Okay. All right, we'll take emotional. You take that. Yeah. You take that. You know, um, I think that us having this platform and being able to share our points of views from a mental health perspective um, will empower everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I will always say that when Annie and I was trying to construct this episode, we had very little direction Mm. of where we wanted it to go because we just wanted the door open. Yeah, and open. You know? And I believe that through our our conversation so far this evening that it's been very open, Mm -hmm. you know? Like Jolene over here. Well, sorry, Yanzi over here Mm -hmm. talking about Jolene. And for you, Licky Tiki, you know, being able to, to just free up and, just uh, work, 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 like, yeah, you know. And um, for you, Annie, feeling a feeling, I, I, um, I can appreciate that. And well, for me, climb. You know, my songs will tell you a lot about how yeah, my, you say it you know? all the time. and it will tell you would tell a story for everybody. Yeah. You know, um, Yanzi. Before I get back to Alex, right? Yes. In terms of your your shift through your your years, mm-hmm. right? Um. When it comes to mental health, mm-hmm. right, within your own life, mm-hmm. how has it benefited you mm-hmm. that you can share with everyone and what is the next steps you think that, or the simple steps that some people can take mm-hmm. in order to, 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 to make that next step in terms of their mental health? It's about kind of, as Annie had mentioned at one point, you're sitting with yourself mm-hmm. in the stillness and kind of figuring out who you are even if it's just in that moment, mm. um, reaching out for help. There's this this notion that we must all talk about mental health in a medical way. Mm. You have to go for counseling and you have to go for mm-hmm. therapy, therapy. That has its place. But actually, if you can find moments of joy, 
boom, you're good. Because as I said, mental health is a spectrum. You, you find one day and then the other days when you're not feeling the best. Mm. But if in that time you find moments of joy, I mean, a lot of my life has been rubbish, I'm going to lie. And even as someone who's trained as a psychologist, I have to have treatment. You know, I have a therapist that I speak to. It's part of being a, a psychologist. You have to have, we call it supervision. So mm -hmm. you have to unpack yeah. some of what you're experiencing. And because I do research and interview a lot of people with complex needs, especially during the work around death and, and bereavement, I, I take on a lot. And, and I am a human being, so I have my own emotions that go with it. But I look for those moments of joy. And I tell people as well, not everyone is willing to talk. Not everyone has the language to communicate, mm -hmm. even in a safe space, mm -hmm. in the way that, you know, we have normalized. But if you do whatever you do and find moments of joy, whether it's the cycling, walking along the beach and getting the sun, burn your body, whatever it is, that's you looking after your mental health. Yeah. And that's what matters. Yeah. So you're saying we should take a holiday? I'm up for it. Hey, let me Let's go. go. Can I come? Listen. Listen. We're all going. Listen. Wait, sorry, who Karen wins? Karen say he's paying. Wait, 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 wait. Slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> slow down. So long. You see when I went and buy that thing in JD Sports okay. today, right? Okay. How much, how much money am I going to I like 60p. <laughs> <laughs> so where are we going at 60p? Can we go... We can't even go Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, thank you so much for for um for sharing that. Mm -hmm. You know, and even within your own um work space mm -hmm. that you need that help and that support mm -hmm. as well. And and people wouldn't think that that psychologists and 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 psychotherapists wouldn't would have to go and talk to somebody. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We, all, we need to all talk. need to talk to somebody. Yeah. It, in order to keep the client safe as well, you yeah. need to be able to. You know, you need to have gone through your own process and go through your own process continually mm -hmm. too because you're taking on a lot of stuff. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Can I pick up on something that you yeah. said, Dr. Yanzi? Um, I think having the language to talk about how you're feeling is very, very important mm -hmm. because, and especially for men, even though I'm not a man, and I don't really like speaking from a male perspective because I feel like we can, we often do that. But... I don't feel like a lot of men are taught how to communicate how they're feeling. So when they do have these safe spaces, it's like they don't have the language to actually to talk about it because I don't know whether it's a case of they haven't been taught how to do it or or what. But I think, yeah, having the language to be able to communicate how you're feeling and I said learning the, the, that there's a right, it could be a right, anywhere's a right place, but there's a right time. And normally that's, how you're actually feeling with it about it. So I know that I can't necessarily talk about things unless I've tried to deal with it myself because if someone was to, I don't know, combat me on whatever it is that I say, I may come off, take it very, very mm -hmm. defensively mm -hmm. and how I may not receive what they're saying mm -hmm. in the right way because I haven't necessarily dealt with it somewhat kind of in myself. But yeah, I just wanted to pick up on the, it's mm -hmm. important to have the right to teach mm -hmm. We all need to be and here to what the Latin language is. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, as I say, men have really poor health-seeking behaviours, and that's because culturally we say to men, you don't cry, man up, pull up your socks. You know, you, we, we, we take away the humanity in men. <laughs> we pull up the socks, hi. You know, it, it's yeah. that thing that we do, <laughs> be strong. Yeah. And actually, 
men should be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Men should also be soft yeah. when it's appropriate. They are human beings like at that. the end like of the that. day. No, it's... just, just you know, and it's important that we allow men mm -hmm. to be yep. who they want to be yep. in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, what I found is that because I kind of went into all of this with the very similar mm. ideas as well, but mm. I'm also like because I, while I agree and think that's true, I think that yeah, it's like we have to start from bare bones with a lot of men mm -hmm. because a lot of men don't know who they are or mm -hmm. who they want to be or can be mm -hmm. in any particular situation mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. a large percentage of the of the issues come from other men as well and men police other men's behavior yep. so yes. you yes. can't be so yes. it's not always a it's not always yeah. a case of you wanting to be safe if yeah. nowadays if two men get into a room and it's like one man is a hugger and another man is not it's used to that yeah <laughs> <laughs> one man's a hugger one man's not used to that it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. i ain't trying to hug you That's you know what yeah. I'm saying? and then it's yeah. and then there's this whole if you're not secure, how yeah. are you going to handle that conversation? Yeah, yeah and it turns or, into a whole different it, thing. Whole thing yeah. It's like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It becomes yeah. awkward, it becomes mm -hmm. all these things, but there's so much that like, a certain person is carrying, as mm -hmm. we've known, and it mm -hmm. just comes out in these social conventions that a lot of mm -hmm. men have actually prescribed for ourselves, mm -hmm. and it's just... It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so, why yeah, we yeah, use yeah. that whole notion of joy yep. as opposed to, and, and, you know, we talk about safe spaces, but what really is a safe, a safe space? space? What does yeah. that look like? Because, you know, what does that look like? How do you define it? Because yeah. it means different things to different yeah, groups. 100%. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it now, but if you come mm. from somewhere, a refugee asylum seeker, what is a safe space for you mm -hmm. when you're always mm -hmm. on the alert? LGBTQIA plus community, what is a safe space? Yeah. So, it, you know, we say it and we use the words really loosely, but we have to understand that it means different things for different people mm -hmm. but you know there are men who thank you again for writing your book who are encouraging people to have conversations and giving the tools mm -hmm. and and showing that there are tools that you can use and sometimes you know it's not necessarily coming from it with the language of mental health mm. always. Yeah. So there are some fabulous organizations doing incredible work with men. So there's Future Men, there's Fathers mm -hmm. Development, mm -hmm. um, Father to Father, and all of these organizations doing incredible work, getting men to start having some of these conversations. They are having different types of safe spaces mm -hmm. for men to have conversations. We haven't talked about men who have been victims of sexual abuse. You know, they're, yeah. they're just it's so complex. Yeah. Yeah. And people need a, a time, a space, a language, an appropriate support mechanism mm -hmm. and to feel that actually it's right for them mm -hmm. because sometimes it just isn't the right time for yeah. someone. Yeah. Have, yeah. You, have you seen that play? Uh, for black boys. No, I wanted to see it. Oh my God, I've seen it twice and each time I just bawled my eyes out. Yeah, I thought I <laughs> saw that. I was undone when I Listen. first went in there. I was like, Listen. I was so un... I've heard Tell very it. good things, very, walk, very good I things. went for an hour walk with my friend. I, 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 I was like, I just, <laughs> I, this is all a... I, I, I saw it, it's come up on my page a billion times. Yeah, you the, should see it. I, I think it was... The one, the one thing I'll say about this is like, I, I saw myself in every <laughs> single character so i couldn't even there was nowhere to run mm. it was like, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like actually, what am i doing there like yeah. you know yeah. um wow there you I, go we need to go and see it uh, sorry mm -hmm. we it's i fine. i will take myself you take yourself and you can tell me how it went 
Why you have to be like that? Because I tried like... to include you and I said we, and he's like, sorry, we. So I was you, offering to you take see, you. Look, I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to start <laughs> that again? <laughs> I started it saying we should go and see it, and just you said sorry, we. Listen. But you know, it's um. But yeah, I think when it comes to safe spaces, it's actually. I mean, I was just writing a blog on this. Um, that should be out soon. But it's <laughs> like when I think about safe spaces for men, what that, what does that look like? What does it yep. mean? Because when we think about when we say that we mentally create the same kind of safe spaces that women have mm-hmm. for men and we just try and translate it over and truly mm-hmm. add men's things in there mm-hmm. and it's just like this doesn't no, make any sense good. because like you know when we do, like people say oh barbershop's a safe space it's not you're for yeah. real you're held yeah. hostage in a chair for 45 minutes with a blade <laughs> so, and this person has the I'm power this yeah. person has the power to mess up your hairline yeah. and yeah. do all sorts of stuff so yeah. you can't go out and feel good don't let the barber get emotional you know, you know? so the barber you might want to hurry up and you're just like hurry up I've got a meeting I've, yeah. I've been in the room I've been in there when people have been like you need to hurry up and then there's just been this it's just been like you know why are you telling me to hurry up for all this stuff yeah. mm. it's not necessarily safe in yeah. that sense there are some that are but um, it's about creating the environment that is a slightly different to what we mm-hmm. would usually expect but also it's how the space is managed too because I mean a lot of men seek leadership Yes. And, and you need, and a lot of men need to step into that space of saying, "Look, this is the space I'm creating. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. Let's." And I'm establishing the rules now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From this mm-hmm. point onwards, I'm be like tolerating X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. This is what we're coming to do. And then that's when once once we have the rule set, mm-hmm. everything's yeah. cool. If you go into somewhere that's just like you know everything goes, yeah. it's a bit like this is not really safe because I don't know what the parameters mm-hmm. are. So can I ask a question? Mm. Overall, do you think, and this is to both of you, do you think that the direction that we're going in terms of talking about mental health is a positive one? And I ask that because you see it all the time and with posts where people say, everyone's so soft now, everyone's so emotional with caring about people's mental health almost too much because Mm. we have to be careful with how you say this and people are being policed on their language and stuff like that. So do you feel that the direction said that we're traveling in terms of how we said deal with protect look after our mental health and how we to have those discussions is positive but it, it is positive because mm-hmm. people are talking and people are seeking help mm-hmm. and people are actually saying like you said you seeing a difference in your behavior so yes absolutely that's positive but there's also it's it's so complex when you look at it because we we're looking at racial trauma and all of these things that we we haven't started to even touch the surface of racial trauma, really, mm-hmm. in how we're dealing with it. So things are getting better, but there's still a lot of work to do. But when you have spaces where people are coming away saying, we feel better. I mean, we haven't even discussed some of the projects that we're working on. When the young people, hundreds of young people are actually saying, I feel better. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's you, a win. Yeah, you can't it might anything, be a yeah. momentary win, but it's a moment when yeah. they felt good. Yeah. yeah compared to, yeah. what do you think? Um, I personally think, I'm personally tired of mental health awareness. I think it's time mm-hmm. for mental health action. Like, I think everybody's mm-hmm. aware. Like, I think, I think that's the point mm-hmm. that, you're, like, that you're seeing, that like, everyone's kind of like, well, we're aware of these words are triggering, mm-hmm. this is that. Da, 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 da. And a lot of people need actually the, the rules or the action to mm-hmm. go behind it um, to be able for us to en- enact all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I think we're kind of past their awareness side. Oh, I think we're every, I think people are 
you know, understanding as yeah. to what that means yeah. right now. Like we can, you know, we have a, in general, there's a basic understanding of anxiety, basic understanding of depression. We mm-hmm. can kind of get that and grief and whatnot. But it's like now what are we doing about yeah. it? I can tell you what we're doing. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. That, 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 that's the point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We, we need to be more in that kind of space. Yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of people who don't know the language and yeah. are not aware. And there's still a lot of places and, and you know, some religious leaders who are still using purely religion yeah. and not, not mm-hmm. you know, any other type of intervention. Yeah. But in all of that, we are actually seeing that policy and practice is shifting. Um, we are currently working on, we and myself and some colleagues working on Black Mental Health Manifesto. So we're mm. making some de- demands on the system because we recognize that Black men are disproportionately sectioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a Black woman who is on your period and you are taken into a mental health institution, you are left unattended. You know, it's the, the services, the mental health service in the UK for the Black community is shockingly yeah. poor. And actually, as you say, enough already. So there are organizations and collectives that are coming together to say, how can we make systemic change? And we're addressing it from bottom up, top down. Mm -hmm. And it is, so the the Mental Health Manifesto is saying that organizations will be held accountable to do something. And there's a list of things they should be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's important. That is very important. And it's good to hear that these things are actually... Yeah. Like change, I guess, is somewhat of it. It will probably take a while for people mm-hmm. to implement all of these mm-hmm. changes, but it's the work's being done. Oh, absolutely. And people There's are committed to it. There's mental policy yeah. happening in the prison system, mental health reform happening just across the board. They all party parliamentary group on mental health. You know, it's it's people are being held accountable. They all party parliamentary group on bereavement, you know, Enough has happened and it's like, okay, what are you going to do about the black people who are bereaved? Mm-hmm. So in there, they have got, they did their research, we supported research because they were not getting black voices. They now have black voices and therefore the system will cater for the black community and not yeah. just one community. So it's happening here, there, bits and pieces, even within the school system. But things, change is going to happen. But good. we have to actually drive that change. Yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I just I'm just sat here in <laughs> awe, you know, about the brilliant minds that you know I'm. But we're privileged mm-hmm. to um to have share that scope um of mental health um awareness as well as mental health. Is it what they use? Action. 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 Yeah. No. You know. Um, and we are short of soccer. We we really believe in supporting um the community and the wider diaspora as well um in every way that we can definitely bring in joy as you can see on my my jumper today is bio that's bio.uk and um as yanzi said that we've been doing work within communities um within schools within different demographics but mainly geared towards young young people, you know, helping them find joy. Um, because the common issue that we find, especially with kids' behavior, it's post-COVID where it is they were locked away for... I have to say, after you say the word locked away, 
because they literally say, but I, I was locked away. I felt yeah. like if I was, I couldn't do nothing, yeah. you know, to where um, over the Easter holidays, we had, um, we had done a, um, we supported a, a community-led organization called Engage Youth. And these kids, could you imagine musical chairs going viral? <laughs> you know musical chairs when I was growing up mm-hmm. playing musical chairs? That's all these kids was waiting for to play. Musical. They was doing everything else. They even wanted to cut the lunch short. Food enough <laughs> to get musical chairs. You know? Because it just helped them engage and 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 um and the music that was being played alongside it, they were all just smiling, they were all happy. Even when it is we said I said, you know what? We're gonna play red light, green light, one, two, three. There's like what's that? I said, you know Squid Games? No. You know? Yeah. Red light, green light, one, two, three. There's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we talk, I said, Oh, you're too young to be knowing about what Squid <laughs> Games is. But they got it. And the direction we went to that was it wasn't a normal way where it is I would just be like, red light, green light, one. No, it wasn't that way. It was I said to them when I did it with music, you know, to just give evoke a different kind of mood within them so that mm-hmm. they come out their shells a little bit more and just identify with something just happy and good. I said, when the music stops, you can move. When the music starts, wherever you stop at, you got to dance. You can't stand still. If you see you're standing still, <laughs> you got to bust any kind of move you want to. <laughs> any move you want to to the music. It could be... It could be soca playing, it could be reggae, it doesn't matter what, what was playing, you know, but you gotta show some motion, you gotta show that you know you're enjoying yourself. And these kids did not want to move when it is the music stopped. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to enjoy themselves and part. And for me, um, within bio, um, and knowing where I come from, and if it is I had more access to that kind of stuff, it could help so many of the peers that I had growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, and where it is we're in a world now where young people are struggling mm-hmm. to find joy and they can mm-hmm. only find joy nowadays 10 seconds, 15 media. seconds yeah. and a swipe, you know, mm-hmm. or they have to take 10 swipes before they find something that makes them laugh or even yeah. 20. And for me, myself within um, Bio, being able to support young people and give them an opportunity where it is they can just breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so amazing, you know? So make sure you check it out, bio.uk. And if you want us to bring you some joy, we'll do it. And you could find it? joy in it because there's a platform of practitioners mm-hmm. and organizations that bring joy, joy. Yeah. On, on, on the bio. So it's not just from a therapeutic perspective in that sense, clinical perspective. You know, you've got the swim club, you've got the dancing, the no, boxing, yeah. the, uh, everything. Every, everything is That's there. I will, I will go to the dancing club. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need to brush up on some skills. Hey, Annie, brush up on other skills. <laughs> you know, so I know that before we finish, right, you have a song again. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You have a song again, you ready? I do, I do. Gosh! Selector! Woo! I am, um, I'm excited about this one. Okay. I can't remember what the song is. Oh, I, I know it. <laughs> hey! We don't care with the black lady. Oh, my 
I don't give a damn if you don't like me. Say it, say it. I like myself. I like myself. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Selector, wheel, wheel, selector. Selector, wheel, 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 wheel it. One more time from the top, please. Really liking yourself, aren't you? Oh, you mean? But you're gonna get money, pull up. Hold on. Right? You love that song. I love it, man. <laughs> so which one you love more though? I mean, I can. I don't... You love more than one, right? I love them both. Just in different energies. Uh, All right. You know. Nice. I hear you. Um, I hear. That's that's a big tune. It's a good it song. Is. It's a good song. Yeah. That's a big tune. If if no, you don't know what song that is. That's Little Rick. Like yourself. You know, is that Asian tune? Myself. You know, shout out mm-hmm. to my Asian family. Yeah. You know, but you know, Yanzi have a tune too, right? You know, Yanzi have a tune too. Is it Little Rick? It's not lyric. <laughs> <laughs> I was say. Yeah, it's not lyric. Um, and this one always hits home for me. And this song was played on our last um, podcast. Make sure you check out our podcast. I know our last podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Selector. Mm. Tune. My DJ. The next I like myself. Mm-hmm. Na, 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 na. I'm going to try another oh, 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 oh. Life is so good to me. Life is so good to me. Whoa, whoa, oh, yeah. From your wake up this morning. Wheel, 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 Sometimes I feel like 
Carnival and that song just mm. takes me just there, you know, <laughs> right there with a big flag. Yeah, you, you know the thing, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Joy in with, my heart with your rum cup. Flag there. Yeah, so you know, son. I I I fed with Yanzi. Yeah? <laughs> I I have fed with Yanzi. Sorry, oops. And Olive feel she can fed. She could fed. <laughs> Fet, <laughs> jump up, wave up. That's the only thing I can say about that. <laughs> you know? What happens in Trinidad State? That's why I said we was in our fet. You know, we enjoy ourselves and thing. You know, um, mm-hmm. all you know, I love that song. And you know that is... Yes. Yeah. That is so I too. was singing word for word. That, that song, mm-hmm. it just hits. Mm-hmm. hits. I don't even know where it hits, but it hits somewhere and I like it. <laughs> it hits somewhere and I like it. It hits somewhere and I like it. It hits so... Ancestral. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I say it so many times, there's so many soak songs to me that are just spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like you just, yeah, that's mm-hmm. one. So, and you know, when we were getting our guests together for this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. We had a very unique experience with one of our guests. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Nope, but I'm going to say you it. Sure mm-hmm. You sure what it is I'm talking about? That mm-hmm. fella um, that was in the business now. Before, you know? <laughs> and then he was like, Annie. Hello, Annie. <laughs> My name is Alex. Oh. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I'm with you okay, now. Okay, yes. You know, there was a fella named Alex, right? Yeah, I think that's, that's his name. You tell me his name was Alex, right? I don't know. He said he wanted to be here. He saw a shot of soccer <laughs> and he felt this was a, a safe space for him to come and share his story. You know? Yep. Share his... Yep. Not only his story through Time to Talk, but also music, soca. Yeah. He's you know, with the music. You feel like if he was able to do that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, man. Yeah. This I is this you. is you're gonna come back again. Honestly, uh, yeah, Maybe. yeah. Come on, I'm ready when I thought. I know that. <laughs> oh, sorry. That is one of Yanzi's famous words. <laughs> it could be three o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the evening, twelve o'clock at night. I've had a thought. <laughs> and she would send me a voice. And, I have a thought. I will call you at X, Y time. Yeah, I hear <laughs> it. You know? So you 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 definitely going to come back and share some more. And um, yeah, sure. we definitely want you back. Yeah. You know, 100%. Yeah. Um, if you want to give us a plug with... Um... Yeah. Uh, time to talk. 
how men think about love, belonging, and connection. That's everywhere that you want to find it. Amazon, Audible, whatever. Um, and my podcast is the Alex Holmes podcast, so you can find that wherever you find podcasts. Okay. So you can find Alex wherever? Yeah. Wherever. That's where you want to find what's, 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 what's your Instagram? By Alex Holmes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Literally. B-Y, right? By Alex. B-Y, Alex Holmes. Okay, yeah. cool. Thank you very much, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. You know, you can find him everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Honestly. Everywhere you want to find him, he go be there. I'll be you know? there. Um, as well as you want to say thank you very much, Dr. Yanzi, um, for being here and sharing um, your wealth of knowledge yes, and experience with us you. as well. And I'm pretty sure that everyone um, has benefited from it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, on a personal note, mm-hmm. I am so thankful I was able to get you in a studio in front of a camera for everybody to know mm-hmm. how hard you work for our community and within the wider diaspora as well to bring mental health mm-hmm. to the forefront of not only awareness, but... Action. <laughs> you understand? Um, so thank you so much for awesome. taking your time. Um, and being Thank here you. if you want to give us well yeah real plugs yeah real different avenues you know so Listen. whichever ones you deem appropriate mm-hmm. for a shot of soca family um that you want to let us know where you're working and what you're working on as well as ubele and, and mm. stuff like that we'll be here all day we'll be Listen, here all day for real i will make sure that on the youtube video it's all, all in there. it's all well, the information with there bio. Mm-hmm. already so you know we've got bio covered we do work on grief loss and bereavement we've done a film called our grief and it's black woman's experience of grief and loss yeah. talking about racism and gender equalities and age discrimination and social deprivation and that's one piece of work and I suppose- wait sorry where can we find that film you you have to come to a screening, screening yeah. oh, because okay. it's really yeah. emotionally impactful. Okay. So we create I want a to be safe there. space. Yeah. <laughs> we did it yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. In Margate. You should have told me. Why you didn't tell me? Across the UK. Well, it was in Margate. Yeah. We travel across the you. UK <laughs> and, you know, we show the film and then there's a conversation. Quick, quick. Yeah. And then we have some music and some entertainment mm-hmm. to shift. And we've just done one on Black women's experience of menopause. And that's also be um, going to be screened. We've got a book on the menopause, and that's when is that screening? So, so everybody this, can the menopause it. screening is on the 29th of May at the Institute of Contemporary Arts on the Mall in London. Oh. Venue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how can they, if they want to see the screening, how to do on what do you call that thing? Eventbrite. Okay. It's on Eventbrite. Make sure we put that link up. Yeah. So you can put the link. And um, we've only got like. 30 more spaces left. We had 189 Yeah, no, spaces. I can immediately so, think of people that would be interested. Absolutely. So, yeah. And yeah. just to say, when we're thinking of menopause, it's not just older people. The youngest person in our collective is 13, one, three, and she's going through menopause. Wow. So it's not old people. 13. Thing. What, 13. Yeah, look at your old person's thing. People assume it's an old person's thing. It's not. So we encourage um, mm-hmm. people and we encourage Men, so we've done workshops, men-only workshops, and I've been in that space mm-hmm. delivering workshops to men who try to understand it from either their mother, sister, or partner's mm-hmm. perspective. Um, and we work with the trans community as well. Um, so menopause is one of the other bits of projects that we're doing. And actually, 
um, I don't know if you're in the UK and you know of MIND, that organization. Yeah. So we work collaboratively with them. MIND is committed to be an anti-racist organization mm -hmm. and we work in collaboration with them to ensure that mental health services do not cause harm mm -hmm. because of yeah, any racial yeah. bias or yeah. racial trauma. And I'll stop yeah. right there. <laughs> you didn't plug um, Ubele Initiative as well. So... <laughs> I forgot that bit. Yeah. So the organization is Ubele Initiative, U-B-E-L-E dot -E org. And there's lots of um, projects in Ubele. We do funding. We look at capacity building, wealth generation for the Black diaspora community. But my space within Ubele is health and well-being. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So as you said, it's hard worker. Yeah, I, yeah. I get it now. You're getting all right. <laughs> I get you're getting it now. all right. Because I feel like there's probably more you could have said as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, real, real plenty. You know, um, but we say thank you all thank so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Know? you. Annie, you have thank any um any amazing words for us and for you? you no, know, yeah, you're, you're real fans. You know, I, I didn't tell you that. No, but no. <laughs> you're real fans. <laughs> Who's this Annie? You know, she's also nice and well put together. They don't know me, that's why I'm joking. You're both laughing a bit too much. <laughs> now you're laughing even more. <laughs> 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 um, what would I say on this topic? Do you know what? I think I would just say that mental health, dealing with your mental health can be extremely challenging. As I said, it can almost be re-traumatize and actually trying to do the work but once you have done the work trust me it's all worth it like it's genuinely all worth it you may not feel it when you're going through it because it can be incredibly difficult but just take time with yourself be kind to yourself the same I guess grace that you extend to others you have to extend that to yourself and just be gentle with yourself and work through the process and it's okay to be vulnerable. Like I say all the time, I'm so comfortable sitting in my vulnerability. You know me, I'll cry at a drop of a hat. Like I can think of something sad and I'll be crying in 10 minutes, or well, 10 seconds probably. But yeah, like I am so comfortable being vulnerable now. And it had, it's taken me a long time to kind of be okay with that because some people can use that as a weakness. Some people can see it as a as a flaw in you but it's not like we are all very different we are all very unique we are all amazing genuinely amazing and you just did you said find that little piece of joy in yourself tap into you spend some time with yourself get to learn to truly understand yourself and yeah like who knows how far you can truly mm -hmm. come thank you annie <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking to you directly. You know? <laughs> You're just in there. I don't know, but you know. No, um, but yeah, it's, thank you so yeah. much, Annie. Thanks. You know, my wonderful co-host. You know, and I believe that um, this episode will will peel back a few layers mm -hmm. um, in the way people view um, our lives. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, yeah. Because obviously we've done how many episodes? Thirteen or fourteen episodes? Fourteen. Where it is, it's just so called talking about a current topic yeah. or, or non, talking yeah. about you know um, some back and all about something with yeah. somebody somewhere whining yeah. on somebody, yeah, or something. That like they that. should or should not have been whining on. Or they on. should or should not, <laughs> you know. And yeah, but 
it's important this, to talk about the real things. This this moment in time where we can um, unpack a little bit. Yep. You know the the things that matter mm-hmm. a lot in in our lives in our daily lives, and the way that um, we choose to move forward. Yeah. You know, and I I always say it. For me, it's not about um, going around in a circle anymore. It's about moving forward. I picture myself on a train that has a never-ending track going forward. People will hop on. People will hop off. If they hop on again later on on the line, they may hop on for a very different reason. But the most important thing is that you are on that train. You are the driver of that train. Mm -hmm. You are the person that's responsible for your Excuse own me. safety and yeah. well-being mm-hmm. on that train, on that journey. Mm-hmm. And that is the most, that's the paramount thing about yeah. it. And you're so, going to your destination. And, you, and I'm going to my destination. Yeah. Not not so, what someone else yeah. may want my destination to be, yeah. but what I choose yeah. my destination to be. And for for myself personally, um, that's the journey I'm on even more so now. I've been given a a, a a hard knock that has shifted me to where it is I drive in that train and the hat I'm wearing is not a normal train driver hat. Mine have... <laughs> Super train Totally kitted up. You understand? And I am so grateful and thankful and, and even fulfilled that I have this platform that I can, I can share, you know, the positives of doing the hard work, mm-hmm. the positives of of recognizing where it is you weren't or aren't 100%, and you may never even get to 100%, mm-hmm. but once it is you continue to put in that work within yourself, knowing that it's far positive yeah. and that it's going to bring you joy and it's also going to, to fulfill other people's lives mm-hmm. and benefit other people in a positive way, those things will only have you driving that train in the right direction yep. every day that you wake up. Oh, full speed. So, full, no, I'll take your time with the full speed. You have to slow down sometimes. You have a bend. You have a little bend sometimes. You have to slow Safety down Safety first, but yeah. You know? yeah. So we are at a shot of Soka. I say thank you very much for Honestly, being thank here. you both. Thank Alex you. and Yanzi. Yes. Oh, amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, we have one song to finish off and I feel, well, I chose it. I was being a little selfish today, right? That's I was real selfish. I always choose the I was song. real selfish. I'll be honest. I was selfish, but I, I feel that like the song that we're going to finish on would resonate with everybody mm-hmm. when they've watched this podcast in its entirety. It would resonate with them and just, you could just sit back and just let the music play. Mm. Tune. May your heart find peace and live where you come from. Could I up you, could I down blessings on my nation? Wow. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, we out. Bye bye.